Ladies and gentlemen, we are into episode four of WandaVision. That's right, this is Raven On, a pop culture podcast, and I should probably do that introduction before I talk about the subject of the pop culture podcast, which is WandaVision. Welcome. I'm a little wired, as you might hear, but with me to discuss and dissect episode four of WandaVision, a man who, when faced with a strange, weird, vortexy, portally kind of force field <laughs> shield around a tiny uh, American town, is definitely going to let himself be sucked into that sucker. It's Stuart Lakes. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I mean, I'm. you know me. I'm running up to every single strange, mysterious <laughs> force field I can find and just shoving my hand right in there. I'm just glad that I said you, he's going to run up and get sucked into it as opposed to what <laughs> I was about to say, which is going to run up and get sucked off. <laughs> These are the edits that thankfully I've left that my life brain... behind me, Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to bring it up, Stu. <laughs> it's okay. It's very empowering. Own it. Sure. Own it, Stu. Own that dark, mysterious past. <laughs> now we understand why you have mink coats. You have like a collection of them. Mm. And uh, rhinestone studded boots, Jimmy Choo's shoes. Well, that's just fashion. That's <laughs> just, yeah. Illegally gotten. Uh. <laughs> what are we talking about? We are talking about WandaVision, episode four. I should say season one, episode four. Who knows if it's getting a season two? Maybe it's just a standalone. <laughs> I don't really know. But uh, this is the Marvel TV show with Wanda and Vision that has been three episodes of retro sitcoms. But, ooh, something else is happening. And this week, episode four, we saw what was happening. We sure did. So many answers and way earlier than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> it really was because I think it's a nine episode series. Yes, it is. Yeah. I was expecting another sitcom before they went into something else. So. Absolutely. Now, we did do our minute challenge. I'm trying to work out if I should go first because what I've done, Stu, is so appallingly bad. Um <laughs> Maybe well, that I'll, sounds fun. Let, let's do that. <laughs> I'll go first because then you'll have like mature adult things to say about the show <laughs> that we can then discuss in a proper critical way. So, so what, mine, what you're saying is you 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 have a fun funny list and I have the boring no, nerdy list. No, I don't. I don't have a list, you. I have the beginnings of a terrible rap. Oh boy. Um, or not a rap. I should say like a like a spoken word poem. Oh I just, wow. I just started writing stuff and it started rhyming and then all of a sudden I just kept going that the muse took you and then and then the minute stopped and i just was laughing going what on earth have i written okay i'm gonna have to do you were sucked into the force field i was sucked and in um it's true i'm okay i'm gonna do it in like a stupid over the top spoken word poem kind of voice i can't wait for this go for it so that it appears to be me satirizing myself as opposed to genuinely putting out my creative work putting out a defensive shield of irony around your genuine work (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm doing because my greatest fear is that you, Stu, and our listeners will hear my work and laugh at me. And so to do that, I'm going to distance myself from it saying it's really terrible, okay? Fair enough. Here we go. <clears throat> Let me just take a moment. I'll just get into my emotional state. <sighs> Real world backstory, filling in the gap story. Wanda's got us all worried. Geraldine is Rambo, but not Stallone, yo. She's an ace pilot who's now droning. She gets sucked into the spooky Westview zoning. Also, the chick from Thor is there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's look, all of that is accurate. My minute challenge. Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> You've done something very good there. That was literally when I realized the time was up and I was just writing. Also, the chick from Thor is there. <laughs> well, she is Darcy. Darcy's there. Um, I've forgotten Dennings. her name. I've forgotten her name. She's just like the doctor. But also she's just uh, the sarcastic one. So, yeah, she, she's the comedy relief character in, yeah. in Thor. So, do you know that Kat Dennings, she was in an episode of Sex and the City. Oh, right. Okay. As a chi- in, tiny child? As a child, as a 13-year-old yeah. teenager. But in, in an episode about teenagers who are 13 going on 30 kind of thing, right. like they dress slutty and talk about giving their boyfriends blowjobs and the characters in Sex in the City are like, oh, my God, these girls are so mature. Like, And they're all rich. They're all rich. So I think 
Samantha's, that's right, she's the girl who's having her bar mitzvah and Samantha's organising the guest list. She's, you know, literally been hired to produce a bar mitzvah for a 13-year-old girl. Sure. Very over the top, as Sex in the City uh, always was. But, yeah, so she's she's 13 going, you are fucking fabulous at Carrie Bradshaw. And Carrie Bradshaw's just looking at her and, like, laughing, going, you're a child. <laughs> and that was Kat Dennings. And she's continued on and now is, is a grown adult. But I was, I don't know, some years older than 13 when I saw that episode. <laughs> Not that many, but enough to make me feel old. And she kind of is that same character as that 13-year-old girl. I mean, she, she does have one character that she plays. And, you know, she, she's not bad like, at it, but yeah. Yeah, okay. So maybe you can get me some coffee now. No? That's fine. <laughs> that was sort of the bit about her in this episode that I was like, do we need that? Do we need the, the armour of, I'm just sarcastic girl, but maybe that's her character. Maybe that's I – mean, I don't well, mean to denigrate her. That seems like I a mean, very want... feminist thing to do is come on and straight away start slagging off Kat Dennings. Sure, exactly. Fine. It just it just was kind of the trope of the I'm too cool for school girl. Like when she yeah, was asking. Exactly. And th- that's the space she sort of occupies as a performer. That That's definitely her. Before you get into your one minute challenge, let's give a brief overview of this episode, which is why we're talking about Cap Dennings is because all of a sudden <laughs> we're starting to see all the real world scientists find out about Wanda's thing that she's got going on well that's Cap- it i mean we we see what's happening what's been happening outside westview yes and it's it's kind of all takes us from if not before this stuff but just as it starts to happen up to where we ended episode three with geraldine slash not geraldine being powered out of the the dome or whatever the force field so Stu, do you want to go into your one minute challenge and then as mine sort of loops in with yours Absolutely yes. Because <laughs> you know, I just I just want to make it clear that I said Geraldine is Rambo, but not Stallone. Like yes, yes, I did pick up on that. Yes, thank yeah, you for that. Actually, that, well, that that's weird because I've always pronounced her. I've always heard her name pronounced as Monica Rambeau, as in yeah, like French, the French like, sort of yeah. yeah, exactly the French pronunciation. But everyone in this episode is calling her Rambo, which feels weird. It feels weird that her name's Monica Rambo. That's that's strange. But, I mean, let's start there. So Monica Rambo, that, that's who I've been teasing the last uh, uh. two episodes. Um, So we knew going in, uh, or it had already been announced that Teona Paris is playing uh, Monica Rambo, uh, who is uh, from the comics. She was Captain Marvel for a long time. Um, okay. Yeah, so she has crazy uh, light powers in Marvel comics. So she like can phase can phase through different energy states and shoot energy beams from her hands and things like that. So that's her power set. But she's she, uh, she was kept to have that at the moment. Definitely does not have that at the moment. So maybe something coming up that will empower her a little bit. I'm not sure. But yeah, so so she for, for a long time in the comics, she was Captain Marvel. She was in the Avengers. She led the Avengers for a while. She then uh, has been in other books. She she uh, went by the codename of Photon for a while. And so, yeah, she's got a long uh, oh, history. Oh, that's okay. Because back... they had her, they had like a memorial yes. plaque that she walks past that says Monica Photon. No, Maria, her her mother from Captain Marvel. So so Maria oh. uh, was from Captain Marvel the movie, and that's her mum. Right. See, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that that um that was Lashana Lynch, <laughs> um, which who was going to be the new in the new Bond movie. Oh well, is she going to be <laughs> refilmed because her product placement is now out of date? Or that's, that's, the the yeah, characters. That this week. Yeah. So just sorry the the joke. Uh, let me explain the joke. It makes it funnier. Uh, <laughs> so they're reshooting some of the Nokia sequences or something from No Time to Die, where he's yeah, using some, a Nokia. some of the product placements, especially the Nokia ones, because Nokia are worried that like it won't be their latest phone because the, the film is nearly two years old. <laughs> Daniel Craig to suit up and just oh, talk man. into a, you know, yeah, amazing. So yes, the joke was that oh, her her cultural relevance or, or popularity as an actor <laughs> has now not faded, so they need to get another actor into. Absolutely. Well, hopefully it won't be five years, which is how long the the blip takes from when everyone yes. gets dusted to when she comes back, which is incredible. This is the first time we've really seen yeah. some of that, the immediate aftermath of that happening. Oh, uh, oh, Spider-Man: Craig- Far From Home uh, dealt with it a little bit. Um, oh, did it? Yeah, a little bit. Like they kind of dealt with the fact that like some of Peter's classmates were now five years older than than when they uh, was was snapped away. But um, like this is the first time we've seen someone like the, the instant someone came back and and the the chaos that ensued. 
Yeah, well, she comes back very slowly. Like, it's all just sort of bits of matter Mm. globuling together. That's a real word. Um, uh, Glomming together? Globbing together. Glob glomming together. Uh, And then she kind of just wakes up like she's been asleep. But she's totally in the present. She's not got Mm. any kind of, like, where am I? What's going on? She's just back. And everyone's freaking out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the idea being that she had been taking a nap by her mother's bedside when she was dusted. Yes. And so she comes back and wakes up and five years have gone by. Yes. Which is disorienting, to say the least, I would and say. imagine her poor mother. Her poor mother was, was obviously sick. Yeah. Because she said she was being treated for cancer and they, they cured it. She was recovering. But then her <laughs> poor daughter or her poor know, mother it's... is sitting there when her daughter just, like, vanishes. But then I think she has a – this was the thing that's, like, very convenient, that there happens to be a doctor right there who knows the story, who can explain in – Yes. Yes, it's very, it's very efficient from a plot standpoint. Yeah. That's right. She's like, oh, she knows who she is. She knows exactly who her mother was. She knows since you disappeared kind of thing. All but I, I, five years ago. <laughs> I like the fact that they showed that. They showed – you know how in, like, zombie stuff like The Walking Dead, it's always somebody waking up and everyone's gone? Like, I think the first episode of The mm. Walking Dead is Andrew Lincoln waking up and – Yes, exactly, yeah. You know, Everyone's gone except for him, and he's got to find out what's going on. Whereas this was like the complete opposite. It was chaos. It was, you know, everyone's back, and all of a sudden the hospital has just doubled in capacity, like doubled in, uh, which I assume means people who were sick, like people who were patients in the hospital, yes, got dusted, and, and all of a sudden back. they're back with the same illness. Sure, I imagine. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of weird implications to the blip. Yes. Um, so Why is it called the blip? I don't know. I mean, people in fandom call it the snap, but they, they've tried to come up with a, a name that works for people who didn't know that a giant purple man with a golden glove snapped his fingers and made it happen. So, you know, they call it the blip, which which kind of makes sense, but it's kind of a lame name. I don't know. I don't like it. I'll, I'll keep calling it the snappening. People were calling it the snappening. <laughs> it just seemed a bit disrespectful. <laughs> oh, we had a slight blip. You know, half the world's population died. Yeah, for five, for five years, uh, half the world's population disappeared, and then they came back. Maybe it was called that after everyone came back. And Maybe. Because, yeah. That's like they, an ironic thing. Yeah, so they started referring to it, I think, once she sort of goes back to work, which was three weeks after she hmm. came back. That places time, doesn't it? It does. It, it yeah. places us quite firmly now as to where we are. So we saw Wanda get dusted in Infinity War, and then she came back at the end of Endgame to fight Thanos and really kick his ass. And I don't then... remember her getting snapped. Isn't that weird? I thought that she... Oh no, because he yeah, Vision died and then she disappeared. Yeah, and then and then she and then she dusted. And so she came back, which means that for her, no time has passed. Like she has just watched Vision Die. be brutally murdered. Like she's killed him. Yes. And then Thanos has reversed time and then brutally murdered him in front of her. And then three weeks later, there's a force field around the town of Westview. Yes. So that's where we are. <laughs> So it's nice to sort of put it in that context. Is mm. This is still extremely fresh for, for Wanda. Yes. Although it's funny because when did that movie come out? End of 2019? Yes. It was so one the, of the It was the last movie I saw in a the theatre, I think. So this is technically start of 2020, pre-COVID. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just interested that how just how that's going to affect or play out in, in things like this. That's a different thought altogether. Well, I mean, actually, well, they seem to have bypassed it entirely because technically I think this is set in 2023 because of that five-year jump. Oh, um, so they're telling our future. So they, they really do. So they've, they've now really firmly jumped forward a few years. So now the, Marvel, the MCU is basically eternally now just in the near future. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It was pretty much contemporary for a long time, and I think the, the, the five years later card firmly yeah. put forward. All right, back to Monica Rambo, Rambo, Rambo. Yeah, so um, yeah, so she she starts uh, she starts back at Sword, who we've been teasing for the last uh, couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so Sword, the strategic weapons observation, research, and defense. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I literally I'm I, I'm not reading I, off anything. I'm literally going off. Yeah, I tried remembering what it said or looking at it and going. Mm. Yeah, that seems like a bunch of words that have been thought up to match with sword as an to, acronym. To, match, to ma- justify the agency being called yeah. sword. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's different from the comics, though. Apparently, there's uh, strategic 
world, I think, is the W in, in the comics. Oh, okay. But the implication being that these are all astronauts, that these are people who monitor external threats, but also, like, do space missions and things. So that's interesting. She's been grounded or something. She's like, when yeah. can I get back up there? So which we assume that's space. Yeah, absolutely. Which which brings a couple of interesting implications into the Marvel universe, especially the idea that there's been a, a, an agency sending astronauts into space for, you know, a while, certainly longer than we thought was happening in the MCU. We haven't really delved too much into space except for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is sort of happening a long way away. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the idea that oh, there's there's Earth astronauts going up a mm. lot of the time, maybe a, 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 a family went up at some stage. Uh, four of them, maybe. I don't know. You're referencing something here that I'm not getting. <laughs> I don't understand what you're referencing. There's a theory that this might be a way to bring the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Universe. Oh! That they, were, that they were sword agents that have been sent up, you know, and, and maybe they were blipped and, and they, they they come back or who knows. Ah, that's very clever. Hasn't been confirmed. That's all fan theories, but, you know. I didn't. They're not a family, though, are they? There's a brother well, and sister. Sue Storm but... and, and Johnny Johnny Storm are brother and sister, and Sue and uh, Reed Richards are together, and they eventually be, are married. Oh, I see. And uh, Ben is the lovable uncle. <laughs> like, like they they they're called Marvel's first family. Like they. Oh, I see. Family. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know much about the Fantastic Four. Clearly. I don't know much about the Fantastic Four. But I haven't even seen, like, the earlier ones with uh, Chris Evans when before he was Captain America. Oh, right. I wouldn't bother. Oh, okay. <laughs> that good, huh? Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of frustrating because, like, the Fantastic Four as a concept and in the comics and stuff are actually really cool. And they've, they've had a couple of goes, like, to be fair. Like, they've had people try and it hasn't really worked out <laughs> so mm. but you know this this is this is the mcu proper so maybe maybe they'll get a better treatment this time around yeah i hope so they deserve it i hope so too well we're definitely getting a movie uh featuring them in the next couple of years oh wow so they're definitely coming and so this is people people have been theorizing that this might be one way to get them in that makes sense so yes the next thing on my on my uh, list was uh, Vision's lifeless corpse, just to jump forward a little bit. So do we want to just unpack the the implications that there's a possibility that um, Vision's lifeless corpse is being weekended Bernie's style? Oh! Around oh, I thought <laughs> you meant by lifeless corpse. I, see, I was picturing in my head like a flat-out, you know, prostrate kind of dead body, but you're no, talking well, about we get when... That, we get that very uh, shocking moment yeah. uh, later episode where she looks up and sees like vision with the giant like crushed hole in his head and yes, dead eyes with the the, the stone ripped out mm. I guess. and, and, yeah, and um, his, like his color palette is all like gray yeah. as opposed to the red and the bright colors and yeah so she's seeing so okay no, so, we can so that, do we think that's what's happening <laughs> but she but okay so but that would have to mean that there's something physically there well, um, yeah, I mean, well, she's a reality warper. Like, she could do that, theoretically. It's in her power set. Oh, and he wasn't dusted, so he just no. died. So no, his just corpse died. is somewhere. So she's raided a funeral home or something, yes. or the grave, or what, like, I don't know. Could could you cremate a robot man? I don't know. Even if I mean, he'd they probably were, be in, like, a storage facility somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So she's busted it out him out of his, you know, cryogenic chamber or whatever. And she's weekend at Bernie style, puppeting him around this town. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. But having said that, but like, you know, Vision has displayed. He's exactly. Had, he's yeah. displayed, like, you know, independent thought and all that sort of thing. Although, as I said at the start, in episode one, when his boss was choking, he was looking to Wanda sort of going, you know, as if to say, what do you oh, want yes. to do here? What do you want me to do? Almost as if he didn't have, like, the ability to decide on his own. But having said that, yeah, you're right. Like, later on, he has that conversation in episode three with, with Agnes and and, uh, and Herb, where they're both terrified of him. But mm. he seems to be figuring stuff out. But then are they terrified of him because they can sense that something's off about him? You know, like, what's going on? Mm. so yeah I, i'm not sure whether i'm not that would be kind of dark for a marvel show for his literal like corpse to be being puppeteered around by wanda so maybe it was just like a you know a, vi a vision that she saw pardon the pun but like or, you know well uh, uh some sort of guilt 
factor. Yeah, exactly. Coming like to her consciousness that she's making this up. Like yeah, because it came off the back of her banishing Monica, which we saw the the final you know confrontation between the two of them and the and the end result of it, which was Monica being forcibly blown through several walls without sustaining too much like physical damage, mm. and then landing outside the the town. So just, you know maybe. Just- Badly winded, really. Yeah, pretty much. You know, you would expect her to be pretty badly knocked up after she was blown through a wall, uh, two walls and a fence, you know, on her way through. I don't know, Stu. That's that's a lot for Wanda Beatty doing if he's knocking, if she's knocking her up on the way through. Hey, hey, hey! But you know, she she seems to be able to have a knack of doing that, given she just had twins. Yeah, well, exactly. So. Exactly right. <laughs> And so Monica goes flying out and we finally see that confrontation. And that does give us a lot of confirmation that everything that is happening here is Wanda. Yes. Um, it's all I, Wanda, she says. It's all Wanda. It's all Wanda. And I didn't think we'd get confirmation of that so soon, which makes me think that there's got to be another twist on the way. Because, oh, like, yes. I, I genuinely, I genuinely wondered whether they would drag that out. And the fact that we're getting all these answers now suggests to me that like something else is coming. Something else is coming. On that note, the next thing on my list was Agent Wu's conspiracy board is literally us. He's what? writing, he has a, a whiteboard where he's writing all his theories and stuff down. And it's literally oh, like, it, you know, thanks. we should be asking those questions. <laughs> I think we should be asking those questions if they're not complete red herrings. Like, you know, why why hexagons? Like everything's, everything's in hexagons. And the guy... Hexagons? Yeah, we we keep seeing the hexagon motif over and over and over again. Do we? Yeah, and and we also saw uh, the bees, like like the the guy turns into a beekeeper. Well, that was a lovely reveal. I yes. really enjoyed that when he because he's he's in a hazmat suit, and of course, yeah. how do you 1950s that? He just comes out of the sewer. He's in a beekeeper, okay. and it's still super f- creepy. It's yeah. still like <laughs> it still maintains its creepiness, even though all of a sudden you're explaining who it is, but. I think, I don't know, this might be answered, but we hadn't seen that beekeeper guy again. So is he just, you know, now sucked into the world like Geraldine was and she's become part of it? Well, exactly, yeah. Like, where, where's he? Where's he gotten off to? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, on the the big uh, conspiracy board, they've gone through and, uh, you know, cast all the different uh, characters. So they've figured out who's who, like, who actual who actual from the town is playing all the characters in the shows that Wanda's putting together, except for notably Agnes and Dottie. Uh, neither of them have real world counterparts. Who's Dottie? Dottie is um oh I'm forgetting her name. Um, is that, that Anya from Buffy's character? Yeah, Anya from Anya from yeah. Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I did notice Agnes. It took me a while to work out what they were doing because it happened so fast. I felt the pacing was really this person and this and this is this, as it's herb and I suppose you don't need to know you just need to grok that it, it's townspeople. They're, they're figuring out which townspeople are playing which characters. But, yeah. But they're obviously real townspeople. Yes, exactly. Because, they are because, people who existed before Wanda got there. So do they know what they're because Geraldine obviously has like integrated herself somehow. Well, exactly. Except for the That's fact the question. that Agnes sort of mentioned that hey, she's not from around here. Except we know that Agnes, we don't have a townsperson equivalent for Agnes either. Oh, so Agnes could be another agent or... Another agent or another person trying to influence events. Um, like, I, like I sort of cottoned on to in the first episode, like she seems to be inserting herself into Wander and Vision's life as the nosy neighbour character. Yes. Um, but she's always there. And the episode where she kind of gets supplanted is by Geraldine, who is also an outsider. So mm-hmm. I think there's probably more to her character. Yeah, I don't think she could be a law officer now I think about it because Agent Wu seems to be the one who worked out that there was something going on. Yes, exactly. Because um, the, the cops the cops who were there, which I didn't quite understand either, how they're not in the town but they're near the town but they've been brainwashed enough to literally stand in front of a sign saying welcome to Westview and go yeah. Westview doesn't exist. Yeah. Whereas he and Rambeau just stand there going, okay, something's really up here. So something has happened directly to them. It's not just, it's not like there's a fog around the portal of the town that Mm. kind of makes you forget it exists. There was a singularity that happened and it affected people in the vicinity. But these are cops who aren't from that 
station. Yeah, they're from like nearby so or whatever. That's what I mean. That that yeah. was I was like uh, like cool. I appreciate the the fun of it. Literally standing in front of a sign saying this place does not exist. Um, <laughs> but the fact that then nobody else was affected, just them. I'd like an explanation, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, I think we'll probably get one eventually, but I think at the moment it's in an episode that had so many explanations, I like that they're keeping some things close to their chest still. Yes. Um, although having said that, like I, I was going to mention, this is this is um, uh, another thing on my list was just um, uh, the last couple of episodes have been obviously sitcom pastiches. There was a little bit of the X-Files about this one. You know, in the sense of, and I guess, you know, that kind of comes with the territory. But, you know, I was thinking like, you know, an FBI agent uh, now, you know, investigating like a like a mysterious happenings in a small town. I'm there, like, there's a little bit of that. Are they going for that sort of sort of vibe? There was a point when I expected one of them to talk about the X-Files, but he t- it was Wu talking about why he got. Yes. At the start, when Rambo meets him outside the town, outside the portal. Yeah. And he said, no, I, I, other kids played sport. I was too obsessed with my favourite show, which was, and I was expecting him to say The X-Files. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was like an older movie or something. God, what did he say? It's on the tip of my tongue. You know what I'm talking I about, I though, right? I know, I, know the, I know the exchange. I can't I can't place what he yeah. exactly show you reference that's, but yeah it's funny that you brought up the x-files because that's what i was thinking he was going to say like yeah, i was exactly. too, i was too busy watching the x-files because that would you know that's probably yeah. an age age appropriate reference if he sure. was a kid you know kid or a teenager obsessed with the x-files but it, it also it's interesting because like he even says like you know that uh p- other people in the fbi think that he's weird and, and crazy and and he, he yeah looks after the weird cases i'm like yeah. oh okay they're doing a thing and is there some sort of pun on the fact that his name is Wu, which is obviously a chinese surname but in w-o-o parlance it's like magic you know Wu. <laughs> i'm literally drawing a very long straw there. That, that, that might be that might be a long a long straw even for this show but i'm I don't saying know. <laughs> if we're talking conspiracies that opening credit scene always gave me the heebie-jeebies, and it's so naff, but it always gave me. You go back and watch it now, and it's like, oh yeah. man. It's but, like literally like, they've honestly, got a photo and they shake cool. it, and oh look, it's a door, a shadow of a door, and a man standing in it. Oh. <laughs> it's extremely nineties. Back to your list. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh. Uh. Oh, the, the the last thing that I had, the last question that I had was um who was Wu's witness protection person. Because the thing that brought him to the town was the fact that he... Well, it could be Agnes. It could be Dottie. Who knows? It could be someone we haven't seen yet. But he he had a a witness protection person placed in the town, and and they are presumably still in there. And and we did not see him mention that he recognised anyone. So who is that person? Well, then it would have to be Agnes or Dottie, wouldn't it? Because they were going through a list of townspeople. Possibly. But he would know who that person was. I mean, you would think. And so maybe, maybe he's keeping it close to his chest. I didn't, I just didn't get, like, like I, I didn't see any reference to that. And I'm pretty sure there wasn't. Like, he didn't sort of say, oh, that's that's the person I'm looking for. Yes. So that that's weird. Very true. And that's, that's um, how the whole thing started, is that he couldn't. Yeah, take... he, he went to check on his witness protection person and there was a giant weird force field around the town. But there was something else before that. Like, he called up and they said, oh, we don't know who that is. Like, he made yes. a phone call yeah, yeah. or so something. Someone that had disappeared. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, that, that's that's basically my list. If you want to, we can talk more about the episode. I mean, I think well, it's, yeah. I mean, first of all, the way that they tied in little things that we'd already seen, like the drone. Which yes. we thought was like a toy helicopter, or did you say it was a drone? I can't remember. No, I said um, it might be it might be a real helicopter. I I I connected it to Geraldine getting in. Um, ah. but I sort of said I, I wonder if she tried to get in via helicopter and it kind of turned into a toy helicopter. Uh, but it turns out it was a drone. It's a it it's a, a sword drone uh, in Captain Marvel colors. Uh, I don't know whether yeah that, the red and is that the, the red the, and the, the yellow the red yellow and blue yeah oh okay so. Then we saw, just on drones, while we're talking drones, like the FBI guy, like douchey FBI head. Yes. Because it's always got to be the douchey. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Hey, I'm a douche. Don't worry, I'm getting lunch. We'll solve this quickly. You out on point. You out back. All right, I'm getting some (laughs) chips. Chips, surprise. (laughs) And Cap Dennings and like, wow, he seems like a charmer. Thanks for stating the obvious. (laughs) Thanks for stating the obvious. 
Darcy. Yes, the drones. He's like firing drones into that place. Or he's firing so I think it was drones, but he's just sending them in bang, yeah. bang, bang. Like they're they just get, sending so, them in and see what they can they can do. So what's happening to them? Like we literally it was a big thing when uh, Wanda saw the first drone. You know, she literally had a blip and was like, No, I'm not dealing with this or you know, she was very upset by it or Well, she uh, got distracted. She, she was talking to she she was looking at it and then suddenly Agnes was was there saying, Hey, that's, what's going yes, on? That's right. That's right. Where are all those drones is my question. That's true. Maybe they're in the same place <laughs> the place the, the beekeepers went. Yes. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and will he become a character now? Outs- like, can he take off that beekeeper suit and become a character? Well, yeah, like, like, can he, or, or is he, is he stuck somewhere? But yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was really interesting too. Um, that I, 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 it was a really nice character moment when Darcy and Wu uh, kind of get invested in the show. <laughs> they, there's obviously yeah. more watching, and yeah. they, they, they're watching along, and they're like, oh, I like this. <laughs> yes, that, 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 that's a very good point. There are clearly other episodes. There's clearly like a, a 50s series and a 60s series yeah. or at least multiple episodes, but they're happening. They seem to be happening quite quickly. They seem to be on site for a day, maybe a couple of days. And all of this is happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of all spooling out. So we're, we're up to the 70s. Because, you know, Ger- Geraldine goes missing and all of a sudden there's a massive base of operations Command mm. H- forward H- command HQ kind of thing that springs up. It literally says 24 hours later when Kat Dennings arrives yeah. and there's already a big base there. So it's it's only been a few days, three or four days at most, and has been spooling through all these sitcoms. Mm. So it's pretty amazing they caught it is what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Well, it's and a very also tight the, turnaround. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's an impressive production schedule. Unless, and hey, here's some comedy for you, Stu, unless yes. Yes. Wanda has been playing reruns. Ah. Hey? hey? That's that's a very big sitcommy thing. Like she could see, be, see you're joking, but she maybe could be she living, is. <laughs> she could be living in a repeating fifties yeah, thing. Exactly. I'm putting it out there now. If it comes true, I'm claiming that as my genius, not just a, a bad joke. Absolutely. <laughs> everything everything is genius until proven otherwise. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I just I, I was so impressed. Uh, more broadly, I was so impressed with how much confidence the series has to be putting this as its episode four. And mm-hmm. I think I think it's clever because like you you arguably couldn't keep stringing people along for the next two or three episodes. I think you need to give people some some stuff. I saw and- a few people kind of complaining about it. Just a few people going, well, I don't know what's happening, and I don't feel like I'm a part of this show, and I. I, I it was weird because I'm like, but the whole point is it's a mystery. That's it's a it's a puzzle. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're giving you they're giving you sort of some puzzle pieces and this weird retro thing, and yes. seeing if you can work it out. And I think you and I had basically come to the idea. Well, you probably know. Yeah, more. I mean, I mean, it's not the it's idea not... that that Wander is is influencing this world more than anyone else. Sure, exactly. And it's not it's not a particularly hard mystery to tease out, but the yeah, fun is true. the details. Yes. You know, the fun is in what's actually happening and how everyone is involved. Yes. You and know, then and the I, fun I, I don't want some lost style puzzle box that will never be solved. I want yes. this to be a cohesive <laughs> narrative. And I think it is. I think it absolutely is is spooling out exactly the way it, it wants to. Yes. Um, and the way they, they, they justified all the little intrusions. Like I did think that because um, it was uh, Darcy who worked out, although she's an astrophysicist, but she was the one who worked out the um, TV. They needed an old TV. And they could yeah, get this yeah. She spotted that she spotted the, the the television signal that was coming out, and then also uh, she figured out a way to contact people inside, uh, communicate with with Wanda, which means we now know that it was it was Agent Wu who was saying like Wanda, who's doing this to you? She also worked out that there was a um a, uh, an edit. Yes. I can't remember which one it was, but she noticed it first and was like, oh, that's sort of weird. And then she noticed it again when Geraldine left because she just says, I, 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 I think it, she mentioned Ultron. And they were like, oh, she mentioned Ultron. That's weird. And then they just went to them holding the babies, watching TV. And then you heard the wah, 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 emergency. So she worked out that there was an edit but didn't know what it was, you know, which was kind of good. It was kind of that sense of, oh, that seems weird. But she has yes. nothing else to go on beyond that seems weird. So now that Geraldine's been booted out, they can probably put two and two together and work out, okay, so when there's these weird edits, that's Wanda's controlling something. 
yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how that continues because next week we're getting the 80s episode. So the episode of like an 80s sitcom. But I think we're, we're not going to get like a full episode of an 80s sitcom, if that makes sense. I think we're going to start okay. seeing a lot more intrusions. I realised after I, I we recorded our last podcast, yes. and this, this, this may be out there for everyone to see. It just I thought of it, so now it's genius. Because <laughs> um, we were talking about how the 80s sitcom that they would do is Full House. They've got to do Full House, right? Uh, probably, and, yeah. And then I had the, like, galaxy brain moment of going, but hang on, Elizabeth Olsen yes. is the youngest sister, the youngest sister of, of, of the Mary Olsen Kate and Ashley Olsen, who as a baby were on Full House. Started full, you know, on Full House as a baby, and then Elizabeth Olsen has a career because her older sisters were the, you know, well jointly played. Yes, uh, there's there's a there's Michelle. a very complex meta uh, yeah. web at play there. And and that's and she ended up, you know, getting parts in their movies and stuff when they did lots of movies as as children and and tweens and stuff, and I think that's how she got her start. Uh, but she's now like the serious, well, the serious actor Olsen twin, whereas. Olsen twin, Olsen's sibling. Well, I mean, it's, Whereas, it's fair to say she is wildly more successful than well, her other sisters. Well, they, I think they have, like, they run, like, fashion, uh, fashion Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, none of them are. Perfume are, are and stuff. They, off. Like, they're all doing well for themselves, yeah. Yeah, I just, they just kind of, they were, like, child actors and teenage actors, and then they seemed to fall out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, so I just went, oh, my God, that's so meta no absolutely yeah it's crazy. parody the show that her in real life sisters were was on and quite famous for you know catchphrases <laughs> such as listen here mister or whatever she said she yeah I was, I was about to say yeah listen here mister i think the other was, about it, mister was it don't have a cow man i think they she says as well that was bart simpson wasn't it no that was bart simpson but like i'm pretty sure it was one it was like the Olsen twins as well, wasn't it? You got okay. it, dude. You got it, dude. That's the one I'm thinking. You got yeah. it, dude. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking of. And there's a photo of them, and uh, that makes me feel. <laughs> wow, it's hitting me right in my feelings. And these are from before. Like Elizabeth Olsen is younger than those two, so the, the, like this is before she was born. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, okay. Perfect. I just found an article, the seven catchphrases uh, of Michelle, real-life uses for (laughs) Michelle Tanner. (laughs) You got it, dude. No way, Jose. Oh, please. Oh, nuts. You're in big trouble, mister. That was the one. Yeah, that's the other one. That was the other big one. You're in big trouble, mister. I said mister something. (laughs) Let's roll daddy-o. Apparently she said that. I don't. Okay. I don't remember that one. Don't remember that one either. But yeah, that that was a that that was twins. Man, I loved Full House when I was a kid. I really did too. Are we bad people because of that? Is that no? Sort of- I don't think so. No, no one from that show is especially problematic, are they? Oh well, no, Dave Coolier who played. Yeah, Andy. actually, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Dave Coolier. Joey. Oh, and Joey. also, um, uh, Aunt Becky uh, went to jail. Oh, yes, Aunt Becky did. A I stand corrected. Walk. That show is extremely problematic on many levels. Uh, Aunt Becky did a perp walk. Um, I, was listening, I was listening to a, a podcast uh, called Pivot, which is some, like, I think finance or newspaper people. I, I uh, had it recommended to me by Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. And they talk a lot about stocks and that sort of thing. Uh, Vox Media, NYU professor Scott Galloway and Recodes Kara Swisher. So I think she's a journalist and he's a professor of something. But he was talking about something random and he was saying one of the biggest deterrent for people in stock markets or whatever or anyone potentially doing something dodgy is seeing someone from the same industry or someone in related fields doing a perp walk, like literally being arrested. And he said the amount of people trying to get their kids into college in America in dodgy ways by buying their way in would dramatically drop because Aunt Becky did a perp walk. Absolutely. (laughs) But, yeah, so you're right. Aunt Becky and Dave Coolier, who famously dated Alanis Morissette. Uh, Yeah, and, yeah, You Ought to Know apparently is is about him. It's so weird that You Ought to Know, this howling, angry feminist revenge song is aimed at (laughs) Joey from (laughs) Fallout. Cut it out. Oh yeah, cut it out. Oh my god, they all had catchphrases. It was the it was an eighties sitcom. They all had catchphrases. Oh my god. And yeah, and he was literally the guy who lived in the basement. He was a comedian, I think. 
Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was a struggling comedian who was like friends with um mm. with main dad guy. Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, of course. Bob Saget, <laughs> working not blue for <laughs> for once. <laughs> Pre his turn on the aristocrats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he got a bit of like meme internet sort of cred there for a while. Bob Saget. He probably yeah, because well, he he was famously like a family friendly comic, and yeah. like he he appeared on the Aristocrats just telling the one of the dirtiest versions <laughs> of that of that extremely dirty joke. Oh, that's a fun film. I wonder if you could do that film now. Like, I reckon you'd be called out for problematic. Like, even though the whole point of the joke is to be over the top. No, so I, think, I think it would be fine because of that reason. Like, like because the, the whole point is to be completely over the top. Although some of them would probably get pulled up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I like, will say, yeah, because a lot of them go to the to the to the. the some well of them of, go like super dark because that's, yeah, that's yes. where the comedy. Like Sarah Silverman does like an incredibly dark joke and just yes. has this this punch this pull and reveal punch that's like oh mwah, but it's super dark and i think post <laughs> me too could be a little uh yes yes exactly <laughs> just leave it at that you, you would have different versions of the joke now yes it would all be like um the family consensually <laughs> involve themselves in this type of scatology scatology coprophilia Whatever it is, look up the aristocrat. I'm not going to explain it to you. You've got Google. Look up the aristocrats if, if you don't know that joke. And if you do have a version of it, call in and tell us your version. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we talk about with WandaVision? Uh, well, no, I mean, that's basically it. And that's basically the episode. It was it was a very good episode, I think. And it, it, it really disarmed me by giving us lots of answers you know, at a very early stage in the in the show, which makes me think there is more twists and turns to come. I think so. And could there be a bigger bad guy behind? A bigger this? villain? I think there is. Yes, yeah. I think I think there's definitely there. There's one that suggests themselves very oh, clearly, given what storylines they're drawing from from the comics. Oh, okay. So this um, is like a comic thing that you can suppose. I think so. Like like su- supposing I... from the comics, I would say there is one villain in particular who really stands out as a highly likely guess, and we'll see what what happens there. So they're not someone I would think of. Like, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not someone that a, a non comics reader like. You know, it, it's not. It's not going to be Doctor Doom. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to be Thanos again. Like I mean, I, you know, if it turned out to be Doctor Doom, that would be amazing. I would happily take that, but I don't think so. So I, I don't think it's someone that you would guess off the top of your head, but it's definitely someone who's been tied to Wanda previously and has actually been involved in the storylines where uh, she has children and then doesn't have children anymore. The, the, the one thing that I did want to say was that I just having last week, I was sort of saying I wasn't sure which way they were going to go with whether Wanda was responsible for what was happening to Westview or not. And it seems like she is. Well, this episode this point... seems to sort of indicate that she is definitely controlling what's going on. And well, I maybe, wonder if the twist and turns later on is that she actually isn't. I could definitely see a scenario where she is being tortured somewhere or something. And so to escape that like a physical pain, she is being creating her own mental world. But then she's having real world. Her actions in the Westview do have real world consequences. She shot yeah. Geraldine out or Monica out of the, That's the, right. the, the force field. So she has power over some aspects at least. Yes, exactly. So, so there's there's still room to wiggle there. I just oh, one more thing. Yeah. Sorry, before I forget. So when Geraldine first shot out of the thing, that you didn't see, you just saw her go, "Who are you? Who are you?" And then Vision walked in, and he's like, "Oh, where's Geraldine?" She said she had to run. We didn't see the confrontation. We saw the confrontation, and we saw Scarlet Witch use her magical red gassy powers which yes. she hasn't used before. She's been her, – her magic or her powers or her kinetic energy, whatever mm. you call it, has been like 60s style, did a little, little, like yeah. little movie finger, this Absolutely, goes here, that yeah. goes here. We haven't seen her like conjure up the she, energy. She dropped the pretense and, and used her proper powers, yeah. Do you know what I would love to do? I would love to watch actors on set acting out their magic hands – but with oh, yeah, well, she, she's talked about it in the past. Elizabeth Olsen has talked oh, about it in the she? past how she worked with, like, a movement coach to get the hands 
to, to figure out what she was going to do with her hands because it had to be all weird and magic-y. But yeah. she didn't just want to sort of be, like, waving her arms about. Like, she wanted to figure out... So so there's actually, like, a, a rhyme and a reason to all the things that she does. Like, But, like, so when she, actors conjure up, like, strength or, 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 you know, like, they're holding up things and, like, yes. like an X-Men or something and somebody's... Sure. You know, and you've got someone holding back water or something and they're acting literally, if you took out all the special effects and all the sound and music and everything, it's literally just a person standing on a set going, (laughs) 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 there's something joyful about that. Uh, I know. Well, especially when you take away all the special effects too, they're often just standing on like a weird green room, a green space. (laughs) It's just, just, can you stand there and... Just theater, theater of the mind, theater <laughs> yeah, of the mind. Exactly, exactly. But I'd love, I'd love to see it because I imagine it would take a bit of the shine off because it looks so <laughs> cool. With she twists her fingers and her wrists around and they move in different directions, so she's like summoning this, you know, primal kinetic force. And it's just her, if you took that all away, it's just her doing like a weird kind of <laughs> dance move. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's basically what it is. She's she's I, just I fiddling think- her hands about. <laughs> I don't think she had actually used her power like that. She tried to destroy the stalk with like a red gas, but it kept coming back. But it wasn't like the magic red. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, this is definitely the first time we've seen her use her proper, like, real MCU world powers. Yes. Obviously, she felt threatened enough to do that. Mm. Geraldine was that much of a threat that she had to resort to her. She couldn't edit her out. Yes. She had to throw her out. Yeah, she had to get rid of her. She didn't know. She didn't know who she was or where she'd come from. But you know, I, I just, I to to finish my point from earlier. I, I just, I don't want them to in the in the comics. She hasn't been written particularly well for a long time. She, it's been a lot better recently, especially when she started appearing in the movies. They really stepped up the game. But like Scarlet Witch in the in the comics has been for a long time basically like almost a, a walking hysterical woman trope. Oh um, really? Kind of. She kind of had babies and went crazy. Well, for a yeah, long time. And a lot of and a lot of the reason for things that she's done uh, over the last like sort of almost twenty years now of of publishing has basically been well she's nuts you know? and it's like well <laughs> women yeah, that's, right? that's, women am I right and Guys? so it, like I really Guys? hope they avoid women, that right? <laughs> well I feel like they're clever enough now to know that they probably can't do that yeah. or they do it as a trope. And they explore that trope. Yes, of, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know, that could be interesting. They're in this sitcom world. It can be it, it, sitcom world. It could just be a. Uh, she's crazy. She's imagining things, and then mm. they could explore that in some way. I don't know quite how, but yeah, they could. Because the thing is, like, she has gone through an incredible uh, trauma, so mm. it absolutely tracks that she would be lashing out in 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 different ways. But. You know, I think also that that trope of the hysterical woman has been very damaging in the past. I I really hope they do something clever to either subvert it or Mm. avoid it entirely. I'm sure they will. Mm. Like, I I, I just get a little bit nervous now that we know for a fact that, at least on the face of it, Wanda is doing this. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not something that's being done to her. She's she's manipulating reality. Oh, she's making herself crazy, see? All women. Well, hey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, she should try smiling more and just maybe calming down. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's my advice to her as someone who's, uh, you know, obviously always got their shit together, Stu. <laughs> it's well known. Uh, any other takes going for? I hope we see more of um, Agent Wu. He's very cute. Yeah. Randall Park, isn't it? He's, Randall Park, yeah. He's very charismatic. He's a really – there was that lovely um, goofy moment where – uh, he said, oh, they're having children, and uh, she says, want some? And she's eating chips. And then he's like, oh, I've thought about it, you know, having a little mini <laughs> FBI agent. And it's kind of really dorky, goofy. And then he's like, oh, chips, you're talking about chips. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume there's a romance there, romance angle? I don't know. Um, oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I'm mostly just here for the, the, the buddy cop between Monica and, and Wu with uh, oh, Darcy's yeah. the comic relief. That, that, yeah. that works. That that works. That'll be fun. I think that's probably what they'll have to have next week is just her talking about her experiences and them trying to work a few things out. Well, I wonder if um, they'll I wonder if they'll start splitting the perspectives because we know we're getting the eighties stuff from inside Westview. Yes. I wonder if we'll start jumping between perspectives oh. or whether they'll or whether it'll jump back into the town. I think you're right. I think it might jump back into the town and then you'll you'll see some stuff that you can put together and piece together and go, Oh, that's Monica who's back on the outside. Yeah. You know, that's Rambo 
thing, she's out things, on the outside. Things happen and you're like, oh, they, they must be trying to do something. Yes. And you can start to sort of work out and then maybe the next episode after that, they'll mm. sort of show you what they were doing and you'll be like, ah. So. I, tell, I tell you what, this episode did not explain what the hell was up with Herb cutting through the wall last week. Cutting through the – oh, Herb. Sorry, I thought you said her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was very, very intense and we're yet to get an answer to the very deep stare while cutting through. It's, it's sort of almost sexual, wasn't it? It was very <laughs> – I, I do hope we get Herb back. I miss Herb. Um, <laughs> I think we'll see more of Herb. Why do we... Americans pronounce herbs as in herbs and spices, herbs, but then a name of a man is Herb? They can pronounce the H. It's not. A, it's not like the Spanish who have like the you know Valencia. They they pronounce V's as B's and pronounce a a, a thea instead of like a sia sound. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's not like a, a mouth movement thing. They can say H. They can say herb. Okay. They insist on herbs. Yeah, they're they're just messing with us. It's the same reason they still but use then, the metric system, uh, the, the imperial system. Oh. But then the thing is about Americans. If you say to them, "There's an H in it," you can pronounce that. They'll be like. No, it's herbs. It's like fancy. I don't know. I don't. It, it's there. It, it's it's right there. I should be a stand-up comedian. I reckon this. I reckon this would be an excellent bit. I don't think Absolutely. anybody's. I don't think anybody's ever done the herb herbs thing before. I think I'm really fresh. Herb ground. I'm as fresh as some fresh cut parsley. <laughs> All right, Stu. Thank you so much for joining me. I think we're kind of done. I think we're limping towards the finish line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so brutal, listeners. He's so brutal. <laughs> he always knows the right adjective to throw in there. No, not adjective, verb. He always knows the right grammar to use for a start where I clearly don't. Limping. Oh, I, I really am limping now and I'm, I'm physically limping, metaphorically limping. Oh, I can't even use words. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Stu, for joining me. Uh, at Disco Stu is where you can find Stu. I am at Girl Clumsy. Please, you know, call in via Twitter or, or other means. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. We will be back, though, next week with WandaVision Episode 5, where we're, I guess, the halfway point at that point. Um, thank you, Stu. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all in the future. What are they doing to you, Stu? What are they <laughs> what? doing to you, Stu? <laughs> I wish I could answer that question, Natalie. <laughs> see you later. Bye. <laughs>